Welcome everyone to Mendocino County Fire Safe Radio. This is what is going to be the final grand finale Mendocino County Fire Safe Radio show, at least for a little while. Um, it at this point, you know how important it is to get ready for wildfire season. Uh, if you haven't figured out that that's serious business, you you probably won't. Uh, and if you need information about how to prepare for it, we'll go through a lot of resources today, but you can always go to our website, firesafemendocino.org, and under community resources, we have the Mendocino County FireSafe Radio Hour um, archive, so you can pick up any topic that you missed in the past to help polish off your preparedness for this season. Hopefully, you have all been very busy getting ready because wildfire season is definitely with us and in this final show for that for, for for the time being at least we are going to roll out two exciting new projects that the fire safe council is picking up uh, both of which are being managed by elizabeth archer so um, first thing i want to do is get elizabeth on and ask her to tell us a little bit about herself and why she's why she's working on these projects with the fire safe council Good morning, Scott. Good morning, everybody out there in Mendocino County. Um, my name is Elizabeth Archer. I have been living in Mendocino County for nine years, although we just got back from a two-year um, sort of walkabout. So it's very exciting to be back in Mendocino County. And I am so delighted to be working with the Mendocino County Fire Safe Council on my return because a lot of people I care about are firefighters. <laughs> um, uh, my husband was a Cal Fire firefighter for 11 seasons. And, you know, we all live directly in the path of of wildfire, really. I mean, California is an amazing place to live, but it's also kind of a scary place to live. So when I found out about the opportunity to manage the grant that we are going to be talking about, I jumped at it and I'm just so delighted to be able to work on behalf of the county and our community. And I love it so much in Mendocino County and I'd love to help keep some of it from burning down. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Elizabeth. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about today is, um, I think it's officially called the Redwood Complex Ignition Resistant Construction Grant or something to that effect. And, you nailed it. That's exactly what it's called. All right. And I'm just going to preface it by saying that um, it is a huge opportunity uh, for Mendocino County homeowners that qualify for it um, when we will probably talk a little bit later about defensible space in some depth, but uh, defensible space and home hardening, those two things go together. Uh, home hardening is the process of getting your home as resistant to wildfire as you can get it, because if your home is prepared, the uh, odds greatly increase that a wildfire will bypass your home and leave it in your things uh, intact and waiting for you. Uh, and the most important part of home hardening is is attending to your roof and gutters. That's the place where embers, it's the, the most, the broadest, most exposed part of your home. Uh, it's the place that's going to catch the most embers if there's a wildfire coming through. And it is also an incredibly expensive part of the home uh, to deal with and replace. Um, so if you don't have a fire safe roof, uh, and you've been struggling with how to the how to how to figure out how to afford upgrading to that. 
this program is the program you've been waiting for, and I'm going to turn it over to Elizabeth to tell us about how we how we got here with this program and uh, and start filling us in about it. And also just preface and say that um, we're going to sort of fill in about this program and another thing that's going on. Uh, and also uh, in this program, uh, in the second half, at least, if, if not sooner, give you a chance to call in with questions about it. All right, Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about how we got to got to having this opportunity. Yeah, well, you really nailed it when you said the roof is not only the most important um, part of the house when it comes to wildfire resistance, it's also very expensive to replace. Um, just before we moved out of county two years ago, our homeowners insurance came and did a quote-unquote free inspection how generous of them um and told us that unless we replaced our roof which actually still had life in it the roof itself wasn't uh old or bad necessarily it just wasn't fire resistant and they said unless you replace this roof we're gonna drop you um so we wouldn't have had homeowners insurance and it was very expensive so um, this is a really awesome opportunity for folks who live in what are called the high and very high fire hazard severity zones. Um, that is a designation made by CAL FIRE. Um, the link to the map to determine if you live in one of those zones, again, the high or very high fire hazard severity zone, is on our website now. I'm so excited to publicly announce our website for the first time, firesaferoof.com. Again, you can go to firesaferoof.com to learn all about the grant we're going to be talking about and also to find that CAL FIRE link. Uh, you can type your address right into it and it'll tell you if you live in one of those zones or not. So um, generally speaking, and this is a little bit of the bad news about this grant, so let's just get that out of the way. Um, folks who live in the Valley floors uh, like Ukiah, Willits, Redwood, and Potter Valleys don't qualify. Uh, the, the valley floors are not in those um, fire hazard severity zones. So that's me. I live in the Ukiah Valley floor. Uh, so I don't qualify, but, you know, as I just said, we we have a new roof. So I'm just going to help other folks get their roofs. Um, but if you don't live in one of those valley floors, I do encourage you, or even if you do, you're kind of on the edge, um, go check out the link at firesaferoof.com. It's a CAL FIRE designation. You can type in your address. And that's the first step toward determining your eligibility. Um, but yeah, the, do a the quick, huh? quick, quick jump in just because I can't resist the, um, you know, just to second what you said, we literally, um, I think we are in one of those zones and we, this last year got the same notice from our insurance company and just replaced and had to replace our roof. Uh, so this is something that, um, you know, the, uh, two out of two of us have gone through recently. So we won't be participating in this program, but just as an aside, and sorry, sorry to interrupt. If your insurance company hasn't yet approached you, um, uh, they will. They will. They're Sooner coming or for later. You. So this is your chance to make sure your roof is up to snuff. And yeah, so don't don't take it lightly. Anyway, sorry. Back, now, Elizabeth. Scott, you're not technically in the Valley Floor. Is your home in the high or very high fire hazard severity zone? Yeah, I believe. Your address we, in? I, I haven't yet, actually. I should do that. But you I'm fairly sure we would have qualified. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So we're, my house is um, almost abutting the Western Hills in Ukiah, and we are just like two blocks away from qualifying. Um, so it really is just like flat valley floor that is excluded. 
Um, so now that we've told you who doesn't qualify, <laughs> for those who do, let's talk a little bit more about what that means. So like Scott said, this is called the Redwood Complex Ignition Resistant Construction Project. Um, it's a FEMA and Cali OES grant that the County of Mendocino was awarded following the 2017 Redwood Complex fire. Um, since that got a FEMA disaster designation, that opened up some funding opportunities to um, help Mendocino County become more wildfire resistant. So the grant specifically is designed to help homeowners, uh, so not business owners, this is just for homes, replace flammable roofing materials, so um, not class A, which we'll talk about, with non-flammable materials. So like Scott said, the roof is the most vulnerable part during a, a wildfire, and if you have a flammable roof and an ember lands on it, um, the odds of your house catching fire and then spreading to your neighbor's houses uh, are much higher than if you have a non-flammable or, or flame-resistant, obviously any roof can burn <laughs> um, given the right or wrong circumstances. Um, but if you have fire-resistant uh, materials, then the odds of that ember catching are much, much lower. So uh, the, the goal of the project is to improve community resiliency. We have... I think it's uh, 19,200 homes in Mendocino County in these fire zones. So that's a lot of roofs. Um, and if we can replace some of those roofs, then that that provides protection, not just to that home, but to the homes around it. So uh, the grant really wants to improve resiliency and prevent loss of life and property. So the, the great news about this grant is if you apply and you qualify, you will be reimbursed for approximately 70% of the cost to install a class A roof, which we will explain in a minute. But think about those of you who have looked into in any way, shape or form in the last year, home improvement projects. The cost of lumber alone is 400% more expensive than it was just a year ago. So a roof is already an expensive replacement and now it's more expensive than ever so being able to get reimbursed for 70 percent of the cost of a new roof is pretty huge i mean that's that's a big chunk of change that you won't ultimately be responsible for so you're probably wondering if you don't already know what a class a roof is and what it isn't and how you would know if your roof is class a or isn't um, so class A materials are non-flammable or fire resistant, and those include tiles like concrete, slate, or clay. They include fiberglass, asphalt, composition shingles, and metal, so like steel or copper. Um, those are kind of the big ones. That's uh, the top of the line, most fire resistant you can get. Um, so this grant is for Class A roofs, but it allows for what's called Class A by assembly. So that means if you put all of the sort of like tools at your disposal together, you can use uh, what are called Class B and C materials. Um, so those include uh, fire retardant pressure treated shakes and shingles, recycled plastic, um, and rubber as long as they have a special underlay material that's class A. So basically there's uh, your roof and that includes um, like the uh, fascia covers. Help me out, Scott, if I'm saying something wrong. 
Um, and then you put a cover over it. And as long as that's a special underlay, which includes like a mineral surface cap sheet or a fiberglass gypsum board, and then those class uh, B, C, or A materials on top of it, then presto, you have a fire-resistant roof. So that's probably more information than most folks know. What's important to know is that anyone who does qualify is going to get a ton of help determining what kind of roof to put on. Um, we will make sure the contractors that you're working with will also know specifically what does and does not qualify. Um, the grant also covers attic vents and gutter covers. So Scott mentioned earlier, it's the roof and the gutters. So anyone who has gutters and is surrounded by trees knows that you got to clean those out pretty frequently or else you get buildup. Well, there's an amazing invention called a gutter cover. And that makes it so that leaf material can't accumulate in your gutters, which makes them significantly less flammable. Um, so this, this project also covers attic vents and gutter covers. Um, so you may be wondering, well, I have a class A roof, but I don't have gutter covers. You can apply just for the gutter covers or just for new attic vents if your existing attic vents don't meet the class A standards. Um, there is um, an expectation that homeowners have a little bit of knowledge about their current roof. So when you apply, we're gonna ask you to, you know, tell us everything you can about your roof. Um, but we're also going to send an inspector out. Now, those inspections are free. We're covering the cost of those. These are our trained inspectors. They're all former Cal Fire. Um, and they are going to inspect your roof, take pictures of your property, uh, take pictures of your defensible space, which we'll talk about in a minute, and help determine whether your roof is currently class A or is not class A. So you don't actually have to know. Now, if you have a brand new roof, if you have a metal roof, if you have a tile roof, odds are you won't qualify. Um, but if you aren't sure or you want someone to come out and determine, um, you know, if your attic vents qualify or not, definitely feel free to fill out the application, uh, which is on our website. So anything to say, Scott, before I continue with the how to qualify for the grant? Um, let me just chip in with vents, since it includes vents, and some people do have a lot of attic yes, vents. Um, you can, uh, there's a lot of good information about that on a lot of different sites, but if you want to get a sense about whether your vents and roof qualify, a good place to look is at our home hardening video series. So again, to our website, firesafemendocino.org, and under Safeguard Your Home, the first thing is home hardening video series. Um, and the um, vents are the second highest priority thing listed there. So there's a couple good videos about there, about those. But basically, you want to make sure that your your attic vents are uh, have one eighth inch or one sixteenth inch wire mesh uh, opening. So you don't want to have any a flammable material vent. Uh, you and you want to make sure that your vents have um, basically relatively small. Uh, small mesh so that embers can't get in. Um, and you can go to our website to read through specifically what, you know, what the approved vents are, then compare it to what you have. Go out and look at your vents. And uh, if they're the wider, older format, then um, which a lot of them are still in this, in, in this area, uh, you would have the opportunity to potentially just, you know, even if you have a class A roof, you could potentially just get your vents replaced, which depending on your home style can be an awful darn lot of vents and can be pretty expensive in and of itself. That's right. So it's 70% reimbursement for the cost of 
all the work that's done to make your roof class A, and that includes the vents. So if all you need are the vents and you qualify, then you will get reimbursed for 70% of the cost of those vents or gutter covers. So it doesn't have to be a whole roof project. We can certainly have a smaller project um, and, and participate in the grant. So it, like I said before, it is a FEMA and Cal OES grant, uh, which means that there are some hoops that folks have to jump through to qualify, but we are here to help with those. And I'm going to go through what those are right now. So to qualify, uh, you must have a home in the high or very high fire hazard severity zone, as we discussed before. And you can go to our website, firesaferoof.com and find the link to the Cal Fire map and type your address in to determine if you qualify. Um, you have to be the homeowner in the designated zone in Mendocino County. If you are a renter, contact the homeowner and um, ask them to look into this. Um, or you can contact us and ask us to contact them if you give us their contact information. Um, so obviously your roof needs to not currently meet the class A standards, um, which again, we have trained inspectors. And once we get your application, we will schedule an inspection for someone to come out and look at your roof that is free to you. We, we are paying for the inspector or the grant is paying for the inspectors. Um, here's a big one. You have to agree to maintain 100 feet of defensible space around your home for the life of the roof. Now that's a long time. You know, roofs tend to be, um, 30 years, uh, have 30 year lifespans these days. So the way that that's managed is you basically are going to sign a form saying, yes, I agree. And if you sell the home before the life of the roof is over, you have to agree to put that as basically it's like a, it's not quite a deed restriction, but it's, um, I mean, I guess it is a deed restriction. It's an agreement that you've made. And so that has to be included in the language um, of the, the escrow account if you sell your home. Yep. And for, um, for what it's worth on that quickly. I mean, so basically yeah. they're, you know, trying to, uh, trying to make sure you're protecting the investment they're making in you. They're investing some right. money in making your home safer. And, um, what you're agreeing to do with that is I would just point out nothing that you're not already legally obligated to do. Maintaining your defensible space in California is a legal requirement. Um, and, you know, as more funding happens uh, for uh, fire inspectors uh, through CAL FIRE, et cetera, and as the, as, the, um, as the COVID restrictions loosen and they get to go back out and doing inspections, um, you know, you will sooner or later be getting a notice if you're not maintaining your defensible space uh, that you need to. So this is just kind of an incentive to do what you're already obligated to do. You're not, um, so um, it's giving you a little boost in the right direction to help you do the job you, you should be doing to maintain your home, but it's not, not a new requirement. You're just actually acknowledging the one that already exists. And what's cool about this project is the inspection that you get to assess the quality of your roof is also going to assess your defensible space and give you recommendations. So that's a great resource just to have a trained professional come out, look at your property and let you know how you can maintain your defensible space, um, how you can improve what you're doing right, what to keep up. So I think that's actually a, a perk of this grant is that inspection. Um, speaking of inspections, this one is, um, again, 
like we said, it's a large federal and state grant and there are hoops. Um, and one of those hoops has to do with historic homes. So if your home is more than 47 years old, so it was built in 1974 or earlier, you also will have to get an inspection from a historical architecture consultant. The good news is we will pay for that inspection and help you schedule it. So uh, we will have the inspectors predetermined. We'll work with you to schedule it. It's pretty painless. We don't anticipate there being any issues, but basically this is so that no historical homes or historical areas are um, altered in ways that would you know, infringe on historical properties. So uh, that doesn't mean that your home won't qualify. And it also doesn't mean that you can't choose the roof of your um, own choosing, but that historical architecture consultant will help tell you, will tell you what roofs they recommend or even what roofs are required if you do in fact live in a historical designated home. For most people, I mean, my house was built well before 1974. It is not historical. (laughs) There would have been no limitations on it. Um, It's just another requirement of the grant. So once you go through all that, you submit your application online, you get that first inspection. If your home is 47 years or older, you get the historical architecture consultant inspection. Then we're gonna give you the green light And then you get your own roofing quote from an approved contractor. So we are uh, going to be creating that approved contractor list uh, very soon. I've actually already started on it. So if you are a roofing contractor in the area, you will probably be hearing from me very soon. Um, But if you would like to be proactive, if you're interested in participating, um, the barriers to participate as a contractor are very low. Uh, We want to make sure all the roofing contractors that want to participate can participate. Um, Please feel free to contact me. All of my information is on the website, firesaferoof.com. And I'll just say it now, too, while I'm talking about it. So my number is 707-485-4598. And my email is elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H, at firesaferoof.com mendocino.org so that's information for anybody um, but specifically right now if you're a roofing contractor and you're interested in participating you'll probably hear from me soon and if you just want to get a hold of me right away please reach out i'd love to talk to you um so you'll get a roofing quote from the contractor and then what we are going to do, this is phase one of the grant. It's a two-phase grant. So right now we're in phase one, which is developing all of the infrastructure to like the application and training our inspectors and uh, reaching out to homeowners and compiling the list of eligible participants. And then phase two is actually building the roof. So between phase one and phase two, we will send all of the information that we've compiled about all of the eligible homeowners with their roofing quotes um, to Cal OES, and they will come back and say which ones are approved. Now, we're going to do our job right, which means we expect all of them to get approved. Um, and then once you have that green light, you schedule it with your roofing contractor. They come out and do the job. You will get a county inspection, which is very standard anyway. I, I think all new roofs and new build projects need inspections. Um, and then you will get a rebate for about 70% of the cost of the roof, uh, six months, maybe as much as 12 months after installation. But we're, we're definitely going to try to get it sooner rather than later. 
So that's a little bit of um, not a sticking point, but we understand roofs are expensive and having to pay for the cost of a roof up front is expensive and can be a little bit daunting. So I do want to just reiterate, this is a rebate program. You get the roofing bid, you pay your roofer directly, and then you get reimbursed for 70% of the cost. We have more good news though, right, Scott? We do indeed. (laughs) So we have partnered with the Savings Bank of Mendocino County to create a special loan program just for this grant. So loan assistance is available for all participants, regardless of credit history, through the Savings Bank of Mendocino. Um, And we will have more information about that loan program as we get closer to um, talking with applicants. So the application is open right now on our website, but I want to make clear that we won't be reviewing any applications until August 16th. So there are two good reasons for that. Um, One, we are sending an informational mailer to everybody whose address is listed as owning a home in the high or very high fire hazard severity zones in Mendocino County. Um, So that mailer is going out in a couple weeks with all of this information that we're talking about now. And then we're also doing uh, public informational sessions in early August. And so we want to make sure that this information is as widespread as possible Um, And as many people have had the opportunity to apply as possible, and then we're going to start reviewing applications and reaching out to folks to um, schedule their inspections. So I would love to share those informational session dates and times. Um, Is there anything you want to add before I say a bunch of dates, Scott? Uh, No, that's a good segue. We might want to sort of review what's up on the website too, but I also want to, since we are... um, Head and I, I think we'll have uh, someone do a station ID soon. We're getting to the midway point. So at this point, let me give out the number for Collins. Time is flying. It is indeed, um, which is 895-2448. So 895-2448. And if you have questions and want to get in the queue for those, once we get through um, giving, giving out a bit more information about the upcoming meetings, you can go ahead and give a call. So maybe that's a really good reminder that we've been talking for half an hour. So maybe I'll just say again what it is we're talking about, uh, which is that the County of Mendocino has gotten a grant to provide rebates to homeowners who replace their fire, um, non-fire resistant roofs with fire resistant roofs. And you can learn more at firesaferoof.com. And please call in. We'd love to talk to you. Scott just said the number. I'll say it one more time. 895-2448. So um, the public sessions are, again, it's going to be a lot like this, just talking about what the grant is and what the requirements are and explaining more about Class A roofs. Um, And you are very welcome to attend one or multiple. Um, There will also be a link posted to the website after the first online session so you can watch it again later so the first one is on monday august 2nd uh the there are two that day and they're online via zoom so those links will be posted to our website a little bit later the first one is at noon and that's in english and the second one is at three and that's in spanish um oh we have a caller should we take that call and then i'll keep talking about that i'm so excited to to have a caller. Let's take the call and then I'll finish the information sessions. 
Hello? Hello? Hi, you're on Hi. the air. Hi, yeah, good morning. A good show. I had to go away a couple of minutes, and you may have answered this. And um, the question is, is this only for existing structures? In other words, if you're planning to build a second structure or a first structure on your property, uh, could you qualify for this? This is only for existing structures, yeah. This is just to replace existing roofs that don't meet the Class A standards for fire resistance. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Good show. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh-huh. You've got more calls. Let's just keep going with the calls. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh-huh. Hello. You're on the air. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Um, I've got two things. Number one is I looked up firesafemendocino.org, and it does not seem to be functional. Is it? Is this a future website? So that is our um, our email address, the end of our email address. The website is firesaferoof.com. Ah, okay, thank you. Yeah. And my other question is, um, I have I live in Ukiah on the western hills, the uh-huh. western side up up the hill, and uh, I have a white vinyl roof, which is excellent for Ukiah hot summers and i you didn't say anything about vinyl and i'm wondering if this is approved or this would need to be replaced you know that is an excellent question and i don't have the answer for it um i am becoming a roofing expert only insofar as i am now working on a roofing grant um and this is the first time we're announcing it to the public so great question um scott do you have any initial thoughts on that I, I would suggest you apply. I mean, we will have roofing experts on the at the um, at the seminars we're, we're talking about coming up. But um, for what it's worth, I have never seen vinyl listed as a Class A material, so I suspect Same. yours would apply mm-hmm. or uh, would qualify. So a quick Google search tells me vinyl roofing can have Class A fire rating or Class C, which is interesting that it can't be Class B. Um, but yeah, like Scott said, in this case, I would just apply and then we will send a professional out. Um, I will not be one of those inspectors. I'm an administrator. I am somewhat knowledgeable, <laughs> but I'm not okay, going to be well, the one ultimately determining uh, what roofs qualify. Well, be, because it's it's white, I'm hoping it's quali- that it, I don't need to qualify and it's considered class A, but... Um... That yeah, the, the, the color is not going to be what affects how flammable it is, though. So, that, I mean, that's that's going to have no effect on its fire-safe rating class. No, um, but course, you, but if you do replace cool it with a fire-safe roof, you could replace summer. it with another white roof. That's, you know. Oh, okay. That seems reasonable. Okay. Thanks very much. Thanks for the program. Yeah, thanks for calling. Okay, okay we have another caller on the line. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, good morning. Uh, hi, Scott. Robert, Matt, Fire State, Fort Bragg South. Hey, Robert. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear, can you. hear you. Great. Hey, um, I looked at your website. Great website. Thank you. I'm in the yellow zone on Turner Road here in Fort Bragg. However, uh-huh. at the end of Mitchell Creek, there's a red zone where that huge fuel load buildup is in Jug Handle State Park. And I'm wondering, I have two questions for you, and I'm wondering if there's any movement to get that fuel load remediated. 
even the California Native Plant Society suggested a controlled burn. That's a Scott uh, question. Yeah, I am not aware of any project that's currently underway there. How do we get something going there with the Fire Safe Council? <clears throat> that's a state park, and uh, there there was a access road cut through there through Gibney Lane and Escape Route to bring fire trucks in a year ago. Thank you, thank you, thank you, all the people that were involved with that, including the inmates at Parliament at the. Uh, inland mendocino county that worked so hard to clear that up so how do we get that that fuel load reduced there and then i have another question scott you said because i'm 75 years old and 100 percent disabled vietnam <clears throat> combat veteran that you would apply for me to get a crew in to clean up some fuel load near my uh, the back of my house within the 100 foot zone so let's take the first one first. Um, getting a large-scale fuel reduction project is a huge undertaking on its own, which is sort of is not the topic of today's call-in. We're trying to get people information about this roof replacement grant. So you can give me a call and we can talk about that offline. We, we've already talked about it some, but... Um, and secondly, for um, the, we do have a separate program for income-qualified uh, senior and disabled persons to get help with their defensible space. And we've already talked about that, Robert, and we had put What's you the on the list. I do know that you are on the, uh, on the applicant list for that. And we oh, are good. just okay. starting well, to roll out that program. I hope I'm at the top of the, near the top of the list. Uh, I know you're on the list. I, I cannot tell you what position you're on the list at the moment. It really, this year, it depends the grant, uh, the grant that runs that process this year is very sort of tightly controlled and what drives things more than anything else is making sure that we have a couple of properties in the same area. Uh, so we're constantly kind of looking out for when we can pair because we have to do two projects at the same day in the same general area. So we're kind of looking out for places where things line up so that we can get them done. But definitely you are in consideration for the project. So we will hopefully be able to get to you. Good advice, and thank you so much. I'll see if I can get some neighbors, maybe two or three properties. Thank you. Bless your heart for all you're doing. Yep. Thanks, Thanks for, calling. for calling in. Okay, it seems like we have one caller on the line, and then I'll go back to what I was talking about. Oh, no callers. Okay, I'm going to um, return to what I was saying before, which are the public informational sessions. So the first one I mentioned was on Monday, August 2nd. Those are via Zoom. There's one at noon in English and one at three in Spanish. Uh, the very next day, Tuesday the 3rd at Ukiah Valley Conference Center at 5.30 p.m. Wednesday the 4th at 5.30 p.m., Harwood Hall in Laytonville. And Thursday, August 5th at 5.30 p.m. at the Fort Bragg Grange in Fort Bragg. So we are having two online sessions, one in English, one in Spanish. Those will both be posted to the website after the fact. So you can always go back and watch them. And then three in-person sessions, Tuesday, August 3rd in Ukiah, Wednesday, August 4th in Laytonville, and Thursday, August 5th in Fort Bragg. All of that information is on the website 
firesaferoof.com. Um, now that the state has lifted masking restrictions, I am fully vaccinated. Uh, you are certainly welcome to wear a mask to those if you so choose, but masks are not required. So we have a caller on the line. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. So I recently replaced my what would not have been a fire safe uh, roof with metal roof. I'm wondering if there is any part of this uh, program that would reimburse homeowners for having done that. Oh, I wish. Unfortunately not. It's all for, because it is a large federal grant, we have to jump through all the hoops. So that means we have to send inspectors out. We have to do environmental review. We have to make sure it's an approved roofing contractor. Um, So we're only able to provide rebates to people who start the process with us. I see. Okay. I know it's such a bummer, but I'm very glad to hear that you have a fire safe roof. Me too. For what it's worth, I'm in the exact same boat. You just Me too. Put on a new roof. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for your Take, work. Thanks for the call. Okay. Um, so sure if we have another call or not, but if we do, we have a caller now. I don't. I think that was the one. Okay. Um, you didn't mention the mailer, which is kind of another way of people yes. knowing whether they're um, in the if they don't want to if they don't want to go in and and check out whether they're uh, in an appropriate zone or not. They're going to find out another way. That's right. So there is a mailer going out to all of the addresses that the county had on file as people who own properties in those high or very high fire hazard severity zones. That'll be going out in a couple weeks. It's actually ready now, but it takes a while to send 19,000 letters. Um, So folks can expect those in the mail soon. Also, all the information is on the website my contact information is on the website. You are always free to call or email me. Um, I speak Spanish and would love to, uh, I like to talk to people. I'm an extrovert. What can I say? So it sounds like we have some more callers. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to re- respond to and, and kind of give a, a general warning about trying to clear brush during the summer, during our weather, um, yeah, you can harden around your home, but but in general, uh, it's it's really ill advised to to have equipment out. This is not the time for prescribed burning. That's supposed to occur during damp weather, um, and any any type of even even just ordinary uh, uh, weed whacking using a line trimmer, you're supposed to be very careful not to. To hit rocks and create a spark. There's just really a lot involved, and and it's silly to try to broad broad scale clear large areas with the idea that that you're going to prevent a fire this year. So that's that's just my thoughts. I don't know if you have anything to that you want to comment on with that. And, um, and sure, thank you I'll for your comment program. on that. Yeah, thanks for calling. So, um, you know, on my list of things to uh, to to do to be ready for fire, number one is to not start them. Uh, we um, we start about ninety more than ninety percent of the wildfires ourselves, mm-hmm. um, so we can yeah. help ourselves out tremendously by taking that advice. And that doesn't mean you know do nothing. Preparing your home is is critically important. So, removing dead and dying brush and doing clearing, but I 
do. You, you certainly do not want to do it with large scale equipment during the heat of the day, and you don't want to use. You know, we, we've done a couple of programs about this. Uh, some of the best advice I heard, if you're going to use a mower or equipment, is if you're if the tires aren't getting wet, then it's the wrong time to do it. You need to do it super mm, right. early. Yeah. Uh, you need to do it when conditions are right. Be aware of that at all times. And even when conditions are right, you want to be prepared and have a hose and a water source nearby uh, and make sure you're absolutely paying attention to, to all of those things. Because in this kind of weather, one little spark in the wrong condition can make you famous in a way that you don't want to be famous. Um, so uh, the caller's advice is very well advised. You want to you want to read up on how to how to do those operations safely before you do any of them. And I'd like to add in regards to this grant. So the inspections are going to happen in the fall and winter, and then roof installation will be next spring and summer in 2022. So when our inspectors are going out and telling folks how their defensible space, either they're spot on, they're doing great, keep it up, or here are the things you need to do to be compliant. That advice is going to be coming in the perfect seasons to do defensible space, which are the wetter fall and winter months. Um, and obviously that will be part of their advice to homeowners is when to clear their defensible space. So thank you for that that reminder. Yeah, thanks. And th thanks for the call. Okay, we have another caller. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, great. Um, hey, I missed uh, the first part of the show, and did you happen to give a list of roof types that were A, B, or C? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll listen, I'll listen again. If you could do that again before the show's over, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's on the website, too. I can do that now. Oh, it looks like we have another caller. Hi there, you're on the air. Hi there. Um, <clears throat> did you say, <clears throat> excuse me, um, uh, that your website, one can put in their address to determine whether they're in the appropriate zone? Yes. If you go to firesaferoof.com, that's actually going to redirect you to firesafemendocino.org, but it's nice to have a short, snappy website to send folks to. Um, I did that. I went there, but go on. <clears throat> if you scroll down... So you go to about the grant. So the first box is about the grant and um, oh, just sorry, sorry to cut in, but That's okay. about the grant, the second section down is the list of things to do to, to qualify. And the first thing under there is to have a home in a higher, very high severity. And right there is the link to the Cal Fire um, map that will you'll be able to put your address in on to determine which zone you're in. Uh, okay. Well, I found the map and uh, my house is in Willits in Brook Trails. Um, and I did not see a place to put an address, but I sort of moved the map around, and it with the just just scrolling, uh, just moving the map and zooming in, it did not indicate by different coloration for that zone. But I will look again and see if there's a place to put in the address. So yeah, you can, once you get that address open, there's a little um, there's some icons on the left side. If you go down to the binocular icon. I'm sorry. Go down to the what? The bin, it's a it's looks like a set of a pair of binoculars. Okay. And yep, then that'll that, pop up a box that says address search. Gotcha. Yep. Thank and you. A couple two 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 boxes above that is something that looks like a little sort of list table, and that's the legend box. So if you click on and you don't see the the explanation of the color coding, just click on the legend. 
um, to bring up the, the definitions of the different colors. So basically, if you're orange or it's, I think it's meant to be red, it looks kind of pink on my screen, uh, but anyone in the orange or pink slash red zones are in the high or very high fire hazard severity zones. Yeah, that website is a little, it takes a moment to get around, but you do have to, you have to use the icons to uh, find that, to open the box to search your address. Yeah, the, I mean, the binoculars are really, once you find that and type your address in, it just like pops you right up, so... Okay, we have a caller. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, I have a question. Great. My, uh, okay, my question is the defensible space has been 100 feet for a long time. If that's uh, written into the contract and then CAL FIRE or another agency decides that 200 feet, which is what I've heard, they would like to have um does that then uh you have to follow that in the or once the contract's written for 100 feet you're at 100 feet or yep. could it be changed in the future and then so you would have to the good no news longer. and the bad news about grants like this is they are very rigidly followed the way they were written so in this case it's good news because it is written that you must maintain 100 feet of defensible space which means it will always be at least to fulfill this contract, 100 feet of defensible space. Now, is 200 feet of defensible space better? Absolutely. But that is not a requirement to participate in this grant. Thank you. Even if the recommendations change down the line. Okay. Thank you. Looks like we have another caller. Hi, you're on the air. Oop, I think we lost him. Are you there? Okay. Um, well, we are getting close to the end of the show. So I just want to repeat um, to fulfill that one caller's request, what the different class materials are. And you can find this online as well. Um, so class A materials, which are the fire resistant materials, include roof tiles that are made of concrete, slate, or clay, fiberglass, asphalt composition shingles, which are the most common, and metal roofs like steel or copper. So those are the most common Class A uh, materials. Um, and again, our inspectors are going to help you with that. We're going to help you with that. And the contractor is going to know exactly what does and doesn't qualify. So, Scott, we only have a couple minutes left. Should we announce our other exciting project? We, we should do that. And uh, well, first, just a quick thing on so defensible space. If you need more resources on that, um, there are a bunch of great ones out there. You can you know, just uh, use your search engine of choice and, and check defensible space. But to do a super quick recap, um, the current thinking on that is that the zone zero, which is the most important place, it's the place where embers are going to catch on your sidewalls and drop down. It's the first five feet around your home which should, to the extent at all possible, should be clear of any kind of flammable material. Um, zone one are the first 30 feet out from your home, and you want to like, remove dead and dying material, uh, low branches. You want to pace things out and prune them, make sure the grass is low, uh, basically. And then you, uh, you know, as you go out uh, to the rest of the 100 feet, the zone two, you basically want to keep spacing, mowing, limbing, and separating. The basic idea is you sort of envision fire coming towards your home and you want to train the landscape around your home so that that fire 
lowers to the ground and peters out before it gets to your home. So you want to give it less and less things that it can feed on as it nears your home and less and less high things that it can be in so that it drops to the ground and runs into some things that it can't burn before it gets to your building. Uh, and you can go to firesafemendocino.org for more information about that. Uh, but also there's great information at readyforwildfire.org and defensiblespace.org. So a lot of opportunities there. And yeah, let's use our last little bit to um, transition to to the other big project that Elizabeth's going to be, be helping us with here. Yeah. Well, just to quickly wrap up the first one. So this is the official formal public launch announcement of this grant. Um, so if you've heard this, you are now a very early adopter or early in informed member of the public. Um, but it is about a roof rebate grant to support homeowners who want to replace their flammable roofs with fire resistant materials and you can learn more at firesaferoof.com. So for our other exciting announcement, uh, we're bringing back the Mendocino County Homebrew Fest. Um, we're calling it the fourth mostly annual Mendocino County Homebrew Fest because the pandemic sure messed that up, didn't it? And it's going to be on Saturday, September 25th at the new outdoor beer park at Anderson Valley Brewing Company in Boonville. They have very generously invited us to set up camp there for the day and uh, taste delicious homebrews and also um, interact with some first responders, get information on the how to be wildfire safe, get some swag, um, and it's going to be an awesome day. Please, if you're a home brewer, we'd love to hear from you. If you know a home brewer, please bug them to sign up. Um, there is a People's Choice Award, and then the Brewer's Choice Award prize is pretty epic. And I'm going to let Scott talk about that because the Homebrew Fest is actually his original baby that he is trusting me to to carry this year. Yeah, so this is, uh, we are, and why are we talking about it? Well, it has become the uh, the Mendocino County Homebrew Fest slash Wildfire Expo. And unlike prior years, um, you know, it's, it's been a charity benefit every year, but it is now a benefit for the Mendocino County Fire Safe Council, which is why we're... Um, why we're plugging it and we will have a lot of great fire safe info there and hopefully some local uh, neighborhood fire safe councils that you can check out and learn about how to get yours going as well um, and if you're a brewer the super exciting thing about the home brew fest in addition to the the potential glory of being the uh, people's choice award winner is that if you are the brewer's choice award winner uh, you get to have your beer brewed at Anderson Valley Brewing, uh, which is um, super amazing and fun experience. You get to you get to spend the day with Al Allen, their brewmaster, uh, and uh, sort of talk through the whole process of stepping up your homebrew recipe to to work on a professional larger scale system. Uh, your beer then gets served at Anderson Valley Brewing out of their tap house. Uh, and potentially other places. In prior years, we've also uh, arranged to have, uh, for example, a um, pint night with the Winner's Brew at Cultivo, and hopefully this year we'll roll it out to some other locations throughout the county. So uh, it's kind of an amazing opportunity to get it uh, 
both a great experience for you uh, and also to get your beer out out in the world. Um, and we've got the website just sort of started going on it. So let me go ahead and give that out. Um, the, the info, the ticket sales aren't up yet, but the coming basics soon. Are, coming soon. The basics are up at um, it's Mendo Mendo homebrewfest.com is the website and you can get the basics about the awards, about the requirements for brewers. The, um, the application to put your homebrew into the contest is up on the website. So you can go ahead and do that. Uh, and it's also got the hours and basic info. So again, it's going to be Saturday, September 25th. Uh, the main event, the general public tickets are three to six uh, are the hours for that. And we also, for those of you who want uh, an even more special experience, have, as we've done in the past, a very important taster. Uh, so it's actually, we need to fix that on the website. It says VIP, but it should be a VIT ticket. Uh, very important tasters get in an hour early when there's less of a crowd, so you have more of a chance to um, spend time one-on-one -on -one with the brewers, find out about uh, more about what they've, what they've put together and how they've put it together uh, before it gets too crowded to have as much of that quality one-on-one -on -one time. And we're going to be limiting those VIT tickets even more than in past years to make it extra special and exclusive. So... I think it's worth mentioning, too, that for the brewers who compete, they get two free tickets. Oh, there you go. They get oh. in free. They get to bring an assistant. Um, there's no cost to apply. There's no cost to, to compete. Um, there will be a super cool to-be-determined People's Choice Award prize. And that Brewer's Choice prize, getting to brew your beer at Anderson Valley Brewing Company with Val Allen is pretty awesome. Yep, so I'm really excited. I'm excited to, to go to events again. Um, <laughs> I there think it's a good one. And the um, Anderson Valley Brewing Company is so beautiful. And the new outdoor beer park is really spectacular. So it's going to be cool opportunity to drink some beer, check out the beer park, learn about your local fire safe councils and you know, just have a good time. There you go. Good so you can contact me. I'm also, I'm uh, coordinating the event. So I'll just give my information one more time. It's also on the website, but my number is 707-485-4598. And my email is elizabeth at firesafemendocino.org. Cool. And I'm just so excited to be working with the Mendocino County uh, fire safe council and on this grant and hope we can get some new roofs on houses yep and you know uh, real quick towards the end here probably good to hit the website one more time and also just sort of step through the three parts of it and let people um maybe give them the, a super quick intro to the actual application uh for your your potential roof replacement which is okay. already up there and waiting for you i will talk fast so go to firesaferoof.com, and then there's three sections. There's about the grant, which is just general information. There's an FAQ. Um, you are more than welcome to call or email me, but please read the FAQ first because your answer, your question is maybe uh, answered in there. 
And then there's the application. So the application is not too complex. Um, we need your name. We also need the name of anyone on the mortgage or deed because anyone on the mortgage, every single person on the mortgage has to sign off on this. Uh, we need the address. And if you don't live there, that's fine. Um, if you rent the home or it's a vacation home, we just also need your mailing address, uh, your phone number, email, the year your house was built, the assessor parcel number, if there are any deed restrictions, the current age of the roof, any information you can give us about the roof. Um, and then you just have to agree to maintain 100 feet of defensible space. You have to consent to the free inspection to determine if you're eligible. And you have to consent to the uh, free inspection for a California certified historical resources consultant if your home is 47 years or older. And that's it. You fill that out, you submit it, and then someone will follow up with you, probably me, um, in the starting in the second half of August. And that's it. We have one minute. Woo, we did it. All right. So two great opportunities. Um, if you're unsure about your roof being fire safe, it is tremendously important for the survival of your home and your neighborhood. So check this grant opportunity out. It's a rare one that can save you a tremendous amount of money. And Thanks so much for having me, Scott. Thanks for being here. Great to have you on board. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.